0: Media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Ashraf Garda, exploring every media platform and industry, only on 104 to 107.
1: Sunday morning, it means it's marketing, branding, advertising, it's PR, it's just about everything that communicates. My name is Ashraf Garda. Welcome indeed. Welcome to the show. Lots to cover over the next two hours, I can tell you now, including uh, a fascinating South advert, which we'll talk about just now, um, there's the, the SABC request for ICASA to review the must-carry TV regulations as per uh, DSTV or multi-choice and what that really means. Um, there's also the No Excuse campaign uh, put together by an NGO, an NPO, and, and Carling has got involved with that, so we'll certainly talk about that amongst many other things. And the, well, she calls herself the boss lady, or they call her that from uh, 5FM, uh, Justine Cullinan, uh, well, she'll be in the feature that we call Brand You. So, Justine Cullinan is Brand You for today. However, let's get to the agenda set as always. Uh, I see uh, William has just joined me, William Bird from Media Monitoring Africa. Good chatting to you, hi. Hi, good morning, Ashraf. Good to be here. Good. Let me tell people what we're going to talk about, okay? It's a very, very important issue on, on two parts. When we think media, we think media as in journalism on the one hand, but we also know about media as in, as in the marketing side of it, yep. and uh, we're looking at the powers of uh, of persuasion. In, in particular, is the news and marketing industry's ability to influence public opinion a, a boon or a bane to society? Is it helpful or is it harmful? The fact that news and marketing, and I'm saying news so we know it's journalism and uh, advertising and PR, the ability to influence, does it help society, does it harm society in whichever way? So we've got William Bird in studio from Media Monitoring Africa. We also have on the line Za uh, Marut Lele or Cesakele Marut Lele, the CEO of uh, Marut Lele and Company, uh, as well as well, the Strategy and Ideas Lab, that's what it is. And of course, you were very busy on the weekend, so I know. Uh, Cesakele, good checking into your Hi.
2: Good morning, Ashraf. how are you? Good,
1: thank you. But I know you prefer ZAR, right?
2: Yes, that's fantastic. Okay, which also fine. stands
1: for South Africa. So we'll, we'll, and that's a way of influence. I'm just trying to think here. Yeah. Yeah. But perhaps, that, let, me, let me start with you on, on the line there. Uh, so that question is the news and marketing industry's ability to influence public opinion a boon or a bane to society. What, what, what's your thoughts, are?
2: You know what, Ashraf, marketing at its core is about persuasion, right? So it's about impacting behavior and driving choice towards a particular brand. So when it's done well, it's a boon, and when it's done badly, it's a bane. So we can go back to either the Dove example where there there was a positive engagement, and that's when marketing conversation can be useful. When you drive difficult conversation and help consumers arrive at an informed choice or an informed decision, then you're doing amazing stuff.
1: Okay, that's your opening thoughts. William, give me your your opening lines on this.
0: I guess it depends on what on what you're wanting to do. Mm, yeah. So the the purpose of the communication, I think, is, is, is the critical element. If you're out there to ensure that people uh, have a better sense of what's going on in the world and, and understand what's happening in society so that they can make more informed choices and decisions... Then the media's ability to persuade and inform is is quite critical. Of course, now that it's the media and anyone who's on, on a on, on, on some kind on of connected media device media, yeah. and social media, mm-hmm. then is media, and then you introduce the very real danger that uh, you know th- what were quite clearly legitimate and gatekeepers for a lot of where. Ideas were, were were shaped and formed. Are now joined by people across the uh, across the boards. You've got the fruitcakes on both sides of the spectrum, uh, or, or many spectrums, able to share their views just as easily as as as, as media mm-hmm, at SAFM. Mm-hmm.
1: So so there's no institution anymore. It's like that's the media. Yeah. Meaning everybody, in fact can communicate, and therefore is part of this this greater media, whether they're organised or not. But but does it then prove problematic? Is it problematic in society right now? Well, I don't know if it's
0: problematic. I mean, I, I, I guess on some level it's, it's really exciting. But what it does do is, is it highlights the real critical importance of having credible entities that do these things. You know, So you don't want marketing agencies, to use that example, who are made up of a bunch of lunatics who are just out there to… Persuade you to and sell you snake oil, as the as the old traditional mm, mm, thing goes. Mm. And similarly, when you've got media that sets themselves up to be journalistic entities, they need to be held accountable to those uh, issues that they say that they're going to cover. Precisely so that, as a as a person who's reading or consuming media, you know what what you should be able to trust in order to make an informed decision. And that's where, you know, you then start to see all these other things coming and people deliberately trying to disrupt or. Or disembody conversations from from realities.
1: You know, you've got these things, and then the propagandists. Mm, mm, mm. And I think that would come in. And we'll yeah. certainly look at those examples as well. By the way, you can certainly join in on the conversation by uh, well, first of all, by tweeting hashtag Media Show, uh, and, and love it if you quote the guests, and you can certainly give your own thoughts. And um, it means we pick up a trend of discussion all throughout the show and beyond that as well. But otherwise, you can call in 0891104207. Short, sharp thoughts, if you have, uh, please. And the SMS is 40938, 40938. I suppose, in this case here, we're talking two things. We're talking media as in the news side. We're also talking about media as in the marketing aspect. But but would we say, Zan, just your thoughts that the one side of this equation is about the need to inform and the other one, is the need to, to persuade. Uh, and is it fair to say that inform is okay so that people can make their own decisions? But if the, if the reason is to persuade, then that, that, is, that is an issue.
2: But also, I, I think I think it was David Ogilvie who helped us a thousand years ago by saying you can't bore people into buying your brand, right? So mm-hmm. part of the persuasion is also about delivering something that is entertaining as much as it is into informative. So I should let's give you an example: the Black Friday madness, right?
1: For yes, me, it
2: represents just it shows our insecurity as a country because here we are delivering a poor imitation of something that is totally foreign to South African culture because Black Friday is linked to Thanksgiving in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but we've lost that context. I was driving down the road yesterday and I saw somebody's ad that was Black Friday weekend. I'm like, what nonsense is Black Friday weekend? It's one day of the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I use it as an example to go, when we latch on to things without understanding, then we we bring in the issue of credibility, like um, the other guy was saying. So it is important that in your persuasion, you remain true to the task, or true to the brand, or true to the movement that you're trying to inform.
1: All right, but but you know, so so let's just pick up that example of of uh, Black Friday and what that means. Is that not in the, in the South African context? Now, forget uh, what happens in the USA. Is that not a good example? How. People get together when they set around this round table. I don't know, but they got together somewhere along the line and they said, let's let's drum up enthusiasm for people to shop and spend money they actually don't have for things they don't quite need. And now, if you ask many people in the country, because Black Friday has trended over the last few days, including the issues around Zimbabwe, no matter what, it's trended and mm-hmm. we'll continue talking about it. That means they've succeeded in, in, in putting Black Friday on the agenda, which means there's the, the marketing persuas- persuasion part has worked.
2: The persuasion component has worked. What we're challenging here is the credibility of that persuasion, because it's one thing to say to somebody, "Come in and buy." It's another when you're asking me to buy without providing me with the contextual understanding of where this thing comes from. I mean, earlier this year we were also celebrating Halloween. These these things are examples of what we do when we don't want to become. I think it's somebody else who said, "You'd rather be a, an imperfect original than a poor imitation." And I'm seeing too many examples, particularly in the communication ecosystem, where we are just latching onto things without substantive understanding of what those things mean or where they originate from.
1: Some may say even Valentine's Day was an import, but try and stop that, and you may have serious <laughs> problems. Uh, w- w- William Bird is from Media Monitoring Africa. William, in terms of, of the work that you do, right, and we are talking two parts we're talking the journalism side and the marketing side. W- what do you see in, in terms of monitoring the media around? When you know how successful are they and in informing, and you know sometimes like there's going to be a, a storm tomorrow. Please be careful. That that's that's really important. Uh, or there could be a new president in Zimbabwe, or there is a new president. Mm. But versus uh, you know changing people's minds to to think a certain way.
0: So look, I think that. This is a conversation ultimately all about power. Mm-hmm. So the people that have the power to persuade, and they've got, and often that power is expressed in resources. If you've got a massive marketing budget and you can do these and these things, you can get people to adopt an entirely new point, as Zar points out, about Black Friday, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. you know, the day after Thanksgiving, go and get whatever deals you can. Which is, by and large, not relevant to us in South Africa. But when it comes to news. Again, you've got people that are, that, that are in power wanting to make sure that they reassert that power. So there's this other lovely quote, which is, media doesn't tell us what to think, but they do tell us what to think about, right, in terms of news. Mm-hmm. So they say these are the issues of the day. And in so doing they set up what's considered to be important in society and and by implication those things that aren't there aren't the things that are as important. So if you look at news and, and the things and the issues and the people that make the news, these are these are people that are in power or aspiring or in some in some some way some expression mm. of mm. power or a threat to power. So clear example, by and large we don't tend to hear the voices of as many women, or we certainly don't hear voices of, of children and young people. Mm. And their issues, issues around gender-based violence. We've now put it in a nice little envelope. 16 days, there'll be lots of coverage on it. But outside of that, by and large, it doesn't get anywhere near the same level of coverage that's there. So then you look at that agenda and you say, who's setting that particular agenda? So, and then do they tell us what to think? Yes, very clearly. You know, this year it's all mm. about mm. the ANC December elective conference. When, you know, really, this is quite an extraordinary thing that one political party's December conference, and it's not to undermine its its mm. importance to our nation, of course, but that one thing is dominating media coverage and news coverage from just about
1: every angle. and And, And you think it's wrong? Because no, no, said, I, but I, that, I that one thing would ultimately deliver a leader, a president who would lead the country, no, if, if, unless there's regime change in two years time. But as it stands, that would be the case, right?
0: Exactly. So I don't think that it's wrong, per se, to say to, use, to, to be covering that extensively. What I think we need to be doing is, just, is approaching it from the, the, the different and diverse angles so that wherever you are on the political spectrum – And wanting to be informed as to what's really going on in South Africa, you should be able to understand that. So what are the implications of whoever wins, not just for the ANC and whether it splits or doesn't split, et cetera, et cetera, but who's got the best gender um, Mm. policy on those things? Who's actually got a policy around combating child abuse and these other things? And those sorts of questions we generally don't hear because... Again, it's about different layers and levels of expressions of so, power. So are
1: you saying, I mean, you, I mean a good example is, is the show Yeah, By by discussing this today, we can't tell you what you should think, but we're certainly asking you to think about this. And I'm quoting exactly. you, right, clearly uh, around this issues of persuasion, right? Yep. But, but we are omitting other things. It means the same 30 minutes will be taken up by something else ordinarily, right? So, but by and large, that, does the media then get it right in putting on the agenda the issues that society really needs to know about.
0: Well, again, it depends on who's in power mm. and how those powers are expressed. So that's why you've got, you need so many different media. It's why the public broadcast is so essential, because if you just leave it to the commercial things, uh, you know, commercial broadcasters by and large aren't going to take on and tackle the same sorts of questions that a public broadcaster does. That's why. The framing of a public broadcaster to be saying we need to cover these and these and these different issues is so important. And the same thing then for community broadcasters, for example. You, unless you have a broadcaster in that community, it's very unlikely that any kind of big commercial entity is going to want to cover the sorts of issues that are of importance to that community in that in that mm. same kind mm-hmm. of way. And that's why you need those diversity and that plurality of voices and the public broadcast is one of the the, the, the key that, entities that in that can equation. do
1: can do just that exactly okay oh wait nine one one oh four two seven uh, as always if you wish to comment but otherwise if you're just chilling and listening that's absolutely fine hashtag media show that's the voice of william bird from media monitoring africa we also have Zah Marut Lalev, the ceo of uh, Marut and company which is a strategy and ideas lab we aren't talking about persuasion really and When it comes to news or marketing, both sides of of, of that coin, the ability of those industries to Influence public opinion, whether it's good for society or whether it's bad, so whether it's a boon or a bane. I want to get your thoughts. Hashtag media show if you wish to wish to comment. Not on the Zara, I mean, you, you're essentially very much in the marketing space, but may I then say that whatever insights get get delivered and, and put up in the marketing industry is very dependent on what happens in let's call it in mainstream society, which is where news comes in, isn't it? So you would observe the current affairs. Uh, issues of the day, um, mm-hmm. and 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 draw on those insights then to attach that to product, right?
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's that's that. Let's use the example of the the newest NetBank ad, right? Which talks about I think uh, uh, it was the ad of the week on mm-hmm. another platform. Mm-hmm. But it talks mm-hmm. about how we shouldn't be living for money. Why I find that ad particularly persuasive is two things. One. It's it's an encouraging migration from the loftiness of old, right? Because remember, Network is still the bank that was about those people and money about those people. So here we are having a brand that finally recognizes that it can serve a much wider community than just those people, but also it's tapping into the politics of money. So here is a new brand voice that says, South Africans, we know you have a poor saving culture. We also know that you just consume beyond your means.
0: Mm -hmm. Therefore,
2: here's an opportunity for you to reflect about this instrument called money and how it can enable you, but also support your dream. So I'm using that as a key example to just go, here is an opportunity in the marketing space for a brand to tap into what's going on in society, to reflect what's going on with consumers. Because remember, um, Ashraf, we are human beings, mm. and then all the time, but we are consumers some of the time. And I love that this ad, for the first time, I'm seeing things that are starting to talk about the other parts of me that happen and exist outside of my consumptive self.
1: Okay, and, and, and do you think, I mean, that would obviously be beneficial, but, but ultimately would it not then still link to, to selling the, the NetBank brand? I mean, ultimately, you know, the association with NetBank is critical when they think savings as well. Which means, actually, they're going to invest in their monies in that in that bank in that brand.
2: That is fantastic. Of course, in the end, you would want people to choose your brand. What we are recognising here is the wider responsibility. So, not only are you saying, "Come and save with me for ten point five percent over." six months with a fixed deposit you are tapping into the other nuances about what money means to people and it's a very political instrument in a country such as ours because that's where the power imbalance originates so i'm i'm extracting that as an example to go of course in the end you want people to choose your green banks but before you get there you've shown an understanding of what's happening in wider society and that's is a new, fresh angle. Mm. Do,
1: you, do you, you know, do, when I say you, you speaking on behalf of the broader marketing industry, yes. do, do you guys sit down and, and, and say, uh, well, let's see, let's see, how can we get people to buy this product? They know nothing about it, but let's find a nice, uh, persuasive, manipulative way to get them to buy. Isn't that the <laughs> essence of, 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 of what marketers really should be doing, never mind the fancy language that's embroidered around
2: itself? I'm chuckling at your manipulative <laughs> friend. <laughs> our, our job in the wider game of, is to get to that point where we surface your dormant needs. And we, whether it's acts and making you believe you're going to get the girl or a German brand car, making you believe that you drive this car, then you're entitled to drive over the yellow line. Of course, at it its core, is about tapping into our, our emotional insecurity and finding ways of matching that emotional institute, or even that rational gap with what a product delivers. Here's what is different, though, is that communication that is based on human truth tends to resonate a lot more than communication that's based on a trend. And sometimes we get lazy and we reverse to stereotypes. Okay, just, just repeat that last
1: point, just so it comes out very, very clearly. Communication, carry on.
2: So, communication that's based on human truth mm-hmm. lasts longer than communication that's based on
1: trends or stereotypes. Okay, and then to may hopefully get that to become trendy, yeah, just suggesting, okay. Uh, p- pick up on that, will you? That, that last part, communication that's based on human truths, yeah? Yeah, look, I'm, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's which truths
0: we're talking about, and those truths certainly in a journalism sense mm. vary from newsroom to newsroom. Uh, so you've got one entity on the one side that'll have a very different... A perspective on things to other media entities, so like Fox News in the in the states, against other more reputable media, will have a very different take on any kind of major political mm-hmm. event. And what's true to the one may very well not be true to the other. Which is why you then got to say, well, hang on a minute, what 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 truths do we do we start to b- believe in, and, and and how do we know what, which one of these things is is credible and which ones we can trust? Which is again and and that does speak to, i guess to the sort of things the comments that size is making about you know brand and and your, your you know manipulation of of mm, of, of, mm, of mm, behavior mm. which i guess is is pretty much what it is and the news seeks to do that in a certain kind of way albeit for perhaps slightly different purposes you know shifting society and making sure that they entrench those that are in power and make sure that they that they stay in power. I think the thing that's critical, though, is that we need people to be aware of what those agendas are. The moment you're aware of those mm. agendas, you're then making an informed and conscious choice as to whether or not you're going to accept what those people are telling you. So when you're looking at news, you say, who are the voices that you're hearing and who's, and critically, who are the voices that you're not hearing? And why aren't we hearing those voices? Why do we only hear the voices generally mm. Of, mm. of the senior you know authoritative politicians and and why do we think that they 've got more power because we elected them there? What about the analysts or the academics or the or the or the social activists that are doing slightly different things because why do we give the one more weight in terms of their the, the voice than we do to others and and why do you always give more voice to to men
1: and, and that's such an important point so I'll just comment on that even even from a marketing side which is then you know can we then say that that ultimately um, let's take a certain a certain product and I'll just just use a margarine without a brand name uh, attached to it for, for them to get you know people like yourself and myself and, and William to buy it they need to communicate a message to us and hopefully bring that that genuine insight that says hold it okay here's a real truth buy it. this is what's going to do. But the fact that, you know, three other companies will do the same thing and, and push their agenda uh also around margarine means us as a consumer, well, quite simply, we going to have, we have we have this headache because we've probably been brought up to think that whatever you hear in the news or in marketing is the truth. But that may not be the same anymore. It may not apply. So you actually have to read three, four different uh, news bulletins. You know, when I say read, listen to it, uh, watch different uh, programs, and then form your own opinion as opposed to thinking one person's view is, is the master's voice. So,
2: no, that is true. Because, uh, Asher, here here's the thing. It is, and William is correct. You have to be clear about the agenda. In our practice, we talk about intention. Right? So what is the intention of this communication? The reason that you have one measuring brand that stands out amongst others is because you want to drive this thing called distinctiveness now, which is which is which which helps you escape the sea, the sea of sameness because you're going to have 10 measuring brands. How do you know which one is the one they should keep gravitating towards? Each one will be screaming key benefits, and they will try and attach those benefits to what they think is, is going on in society. So somebody will tell you about your heart tells somebody else will tell you about reduced said content. Somebody else will tell you that it spreads as easy as Sunday morning. I mean, that's a really bad copy line. But <laughs> the, mm, the point mm. I'm making here is that if, when you as a consumer are walking down a, a shopping, an aisle in a shopping uh, center, you want to be able to choose the brand that best jumps out at you. And the only way it can jump out at you is because this message must only be it doesn't only be persuasive, it must be, be distinctive, but also it must be relevant to what is important. Mm. To you. Well, well, it gets it, me it, into... It,
1: yeah, carry on, sorry.
2: So where we miss the mark, I think, as marketers, is that we keep selling what we make when we should be promoting what matters to humans.
1: We keep selling what we make, as opposed what to promoting what 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 matters. Some may what say, what "Well, matters. if you're not going to sell, then then why would you spend so much money in in, in that in that industry?" Well, William, let, let, let's comment about from, from a news perspective, the the mm. sense that um, that that news uh, newsrooms effectively, and I certainly say this often. Well, we speak on, we represent the public, so we do things, we speak, we I ask questions to you now uh, on behalf of the public. The, the, is that an important fact or, or perception or in the light of what both of you have just said, uh, you know, I represent my views and hopefully some people follow what I'm saying, but others will represent a different view. So there's no plural or sort of one unified public view any longer.
0: No, I don't think there is a, 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 a certainly a unique public view and maybe that sort of time is, it has is well past us. But I think that what you do tend to find is a lot of similar voices and views that Sort of coagulate around the, the, the generally generally similar entities or ideas, so you and your role working for the public broadcaster means that you've got a very clear and deliberate agenda about saying this is the role of a public broadcaster we've got to make sure that we reflect the views voices and diversity of issues within South Africa as opposed to an entity uh, a commercial broadcaster who says look our core business is making money and what we need to do is is tick on boxes that 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 give people a sense of of, of what's going on in order to make sure that they can give us advertisers to make money. Of course, the public broadcaster in the shape of the SABC is this deeply conflicted beast mm-hmm. where it's, it's a public broadcaster, but it also broadly operates as a commercial entity.
1: Well, so I, I'm going to put it to Justine Cullinan just ironically from 5FM because yeah. she's a commercial entity as a radio station within the public broadcaster. We'll certainly get get her thoughts on that. So, so what, what about things like... Uh, White monopoly capital and, and that phrase that we never spoke about before and suddenly it's, it's part of our lexicon. I mean, isn't that an example of someone yeah. saying, let us get people to think differently. So, so what, what do we draw from that? So again you've
0: got to look at what's the intention of introducing that particular term and if you then look at what's the intention behind it and who's driving that particular thing then you can expose that whether you then agree with it or not is is entirely up to you and I guess that's you know the people that drove that particular campaign were hoping that you would and that they wanted it to disrupt other conversations and issues that were on the public agenda at the time. And what they've done is is very clever. You know, they've done exactly what Zar talks about. They've they've tapped into some of these other things that that really resonate with people's existence. So if you talk about WMC, it resonates because of our lived reality Mm, in South mm, Africa. mm, You know, in the mm. moment, your news, so if you start putting out news that simply doesn't tally with what people's lived experiences, you're gonna lose your credibility. That's what happened to the SABC under apartheid, precisely because they were telling everyone, no, no, everything's fine, it's great, don't worry, there's just a few naughty blacks here and there, but otherwise everything is swimming along, just don't you Mm, worry. mm, mm. And everyone was like, no, hang on a minute, that's not not really what's going on here, you know. And that's one of the things that, so you can push those agendas to the extent that they, they they tally with people's lived reality and the and the dark forces who are really good at manipulating these things make sure that they resonate. So that's why, you know, you've got these concepts that do tap into very profound and deep structural inequalities in South mm, Africa. Okay. Well
1: well Zah had a chuckle when we spoke about it. I can probably also throw in what we are separate but equal is one of the cornerstones of apartheid of course we're far <laughs> from equal. So just comment on it, Zah. <laughs> I, I'm
2: chuckling at also a few naughty blacks like mm, you can yeah. you can embed your saying. What is important here is that, and and William, I agree with you, we need a plurality of voices so that consumers and humans, at whichever point they are on their life journey, can be given enough information to make informed choices. Way becomes irresponsible, whether it's marketing or general news, is when you present a skewed view. So, for example, Asha, very quickly in the week you had Uh, billboards on the street pole as if it's Zuma's top cop. I'm like, it's not Zuma's top cop, it's South Africa's new police Mm. commissioner. Mm. But Mm. that headline tells me that there's a detachment between the appointment of that individual and the politics around who made that appointment. So my parting shot would be we need a diversity of voices that give us enough information to make informed choices. That's our responsibility.
1: Okay, let, let me let me. We we can talk about this for an hour and a half or two anyway. But somebody <laughs> us then of of pushing a certain agenda. So let's leave that alone. <laughs> let, let's wrap up, uh, William, with so so to the public, whether they're following the news stories of the day or whether they're looking at marketing trends uh, about what to buy of Christmas and, and well uh, Cyber Monday is coming up. Just so that you know, uh, w- what should what should the public you know. Uh, husband wife couple child what sort of discussion should they be having around what we've just had in terms of this is the advice that we should be giving you so look you know to make my agenda clear it is
0: I run an organization that promotes human rights and the values in our Constitution of dignity and equality so if these are things that you subscribe to then what you may need to make sure you do is as, as the people you've just outlined is is ask yourself when you look at the news Who's there? What's there? What's, what's, what is the news about that we've been given today? And critically then to think, what are the stories that we aren't hearing enough about? Do we hear enough about water? It's such a critical issue. And do we understand it, or are we just being given an idea that water is a political issue that is either being messed up by government or it's being they're doing a great job by government? Because there's so many issues there that you need to understand and say, well, do I understand enough about how these things work to make an informed choice about how to live my life in South Africa. Do I need to go and buy a rain barrel today or, or, or do, am I sufficiently secure in the knowledge that uh, our local mm. government is
1: able to provide well, well, these well, we, services? I, I, wish we, I wish we could talk longer, but, but I mean, let's wrap up on this here and maybe so I'll just comment on this. And I'm talking about a news issue here. Are we not in a situation in terms of this advice that... That people must understand that they can follow whichever newsroom or, 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 you know, media house or a campaign in advertising that they want. Right. But they must accept that it's simply that reality with them. So, for example, a classic example that's very, very topical right now is the news as delivered by ANN 7, for example, yeah. and the news yes. by the SABC and the news by, say, Prime Media and, uh, mm-hmm. say, the Build newspaper from News 24 could be completely different as long as you understand that it's OK. But if you think it's all one and the same, then that's a problem.
2: That's correct. In the end, it's about positioning. And more than just what you're being told, I'd like for South Africans to just ask, why does it matter to me?
1: Okay, and that's where we're going to leave it. I'm going to leave it to both of you, by the way, to, to amplify what we've just spoken about by tweeting all throughout the morning, if you have the time, hashtag media. So I will certainly, I will certainly share it. Uh, and I think some really important issues around whether, you know, that powers of persuasion uh, is that a boon or a, a bane to society in terms of media, as in journalism, as well as the marketing aspect. William Boone, uh, well, William Boone, William Bird, <laughs> uh, the boon now, uh, from Media Monitoring Africa. Thanks for your time, as always. Most appreciated. And Thank Zah you. Marut Lele from Marut Lele, and company appreciate your input as well thank you so much for your time hashtag media show you can continue tweeting boone or Bain or william or whatever it is we may talk about ironically uh, our next guest is zakir avadi from um, the Ahmed Kathrada foundation about how they communicate i think all of that may just come up right after this